There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Your mouth goes through many challenges in your lifetime. One major dental milestone that usually takes place between the ages of 17 and 21 is the appearance of your third molars. Historically, these teeth have been called wisdom teeth because they come through at a more mature age. My guest today is Dr. Kevin Reek. He's an oral and maxillofacial surgeon at Nebraska Oral and Facial Surgery. Welcome to the show, Dr. Reek. So what are wisdom teeth? Thanks, Melanie. Um, uh, Wisdom teeth are part of the normal dental development of permanent teeth. Uh, We have 20 baby teeth and 32 permanent teeth. These are the last ones that come into position. And as you mentioned, uh, it's usually in the late teens or early 20s in sort of the age of wisdom. Okay, so does everybody get them? Most patients or most people will develop third molars, uh, but interestingly enough, they can be congenitally missing. Uh, Some patients don't develop all of them, or they can have variations where they may develop just the top ones or the bottom ones or left or right. There's a a number of variations that are possible. In in addition to that, patients can also develop extra ones. So some patients can have, uh, you know, multiple ones in one area or duplicates in different areas and such. So there's a lot of variability that can occur with them. So what are some of the reasons for having them removed? I mean, we don't remove others of our teeth unless they're impacted or something. Why these? That's a great question and one that patients frequently ask. Um, Generally, there isn't adequate room for third molars or wisdom teeth to erupt fully into the mouth. Uh, This has to, uh, this frequently leads to problems with localized inflammation or pain. Patients have problems with hygiene in those areas and can develop uh, localized infections. Periodontal problems uh, can start to develop where they develop bone loss associated with those teeth and then subsequently the adjacent teeth. Uh, Because they're hard to keep clean, uh, frequently dental decay starts to set in and Uh, can compromise certainly that tooth as well as adjacent teeth, uh, frequently associated with the root of the adjacent uh, second molar teeth. When the wisdom teeth remain impacted, where you can't see them inside the mouth at all, sort of hidden underneath the tissue and or bone, they can develop different types of cysts or tumors or uh, other types of pathology can be associated with them. And then removal of those uh, scenarios can be much more involved surgical procedures. So who should remove them? If someone knows that their child has wisdom teeth or they have some that were never removed, who do you go see? Well, typically, well, in in general, wisdom teeth can be removed by general dentists or other dental professionals. Uh, Most, however, should be done via uh, an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Uh, Our training is extensive uh, for six years after uh, dental school. Uh, where we uh, get surgical training in all aspects of oral and facial surgery and extensive experience and certification with uh, anesthesia as well. Uh, Having those types of procedures performed in in our offices provides patients the safest and most comfortable option to uh, uh, perform the surgical procedure for them. So, Dr. Reek, speaking of comfort, what is it like to have your wisdom teeth removed back in the day and many years ago People used to think of this as quite a scary, painful thing. It's probably not that way anymore, is it? It's not, really. Um, it, it, most of our patients still have some uh, trepidation about having the procedure done. But fortunately, uh, with modern uh, 
advances in uh, anesthetics and uh, surgical instrumentation, it's become uh, much uh, kinder and much easier for patients. One thing that hasn't really changed is anatomy, and so the the actual uh, surgical anatomy is all the same. But we're able to provide uh, patients now uh, a very comfortable experience with this during the uh, surgical procedure. So, so speak about the procedure a little bit. What what's involved? Uh, most patients uh, come for the procedure, and it varies a little bit regarding having a consultation ahead of time, uh, and then scheduling the procedure, or doing the consultation and having the procedure the same day. We do a lot of that uh, latter aspect just as a convenience for patients. It's difficult for people with their schedule and things nowadays to uh, to come multiple times. Uh, most of the procedures that we do are uh, done under intravenous anesthesia. So patients would come to the office with an escort. They would have been uh, had nothing to eat or to drink for six to eight hours ahead of time. Uh, and then we discuss the procedure with them and the associated risks, etc. They come back to one of the surgical procedure rooms and a number of different monitors are put on. We use the same exact monitors that are uh, utilized in a hospital setting uh, for uh, all of the anesthetic cases there. Uh, the uh, patients have some intravenous anesthesia, their eyes closed, they kind of drift off to sleep, and then once they're comfortable like that, they still receive local anesthetic. The bonus of that is that they don't feel any of the local anesthetic injections. Typically, there's going to be 10 to 12 injections for a, uh, a full set of uh, wisdom teeth, so it's nice not to have to experience any of that. The procedure varies in length from 20 to 30 minutes on average, uh, and then once the patients are finished, uh, they'll come to the recovery area and are uh, recovered by our nursing staff. So what's recovery like, and and do they have pain for many days? Do they go home with pain medication? What happens after? After the procedure, patients will be numb for several hours. We discuss with them uh, post-operative wound care, diet, medications, and things, Uh, utilizing we typically would have patients on some type of an anti-inflammatory medication like ibuprofen, and then may include also a mild narcotic. We typically have them alternate those medicines uh, on a scheduled basis, and that way they uh, they are not having peaks and valleys in regards to their pain management. It does a very nice job for pain control with that. Uh, patients can expect to have some focal discomfort for a couple of days, but usually by uh, usually after a couple of days, their pain is is uh, very under control and aren't requiring any extensive pain medication. Swelling does uh, occur with this procedure frequently, and that peaks around the second or third day as well, and then kind of tapers down from there. Um, As a result of that, uh, the patient's diet may be affected where they might not be able to open as wide as normal and and so can't have a a standard diet, although otherwise we don't have significant restrictions on their diet uh, postoperatively. So then once these, now, would you remove them all if they have more than one? You do it all at the same time, or do you do one at a time? Most typically, we do them all at the same time. Uh, the, I believe that's the best way to manage this. It doesn't take significantly longer to do them all versus a single one. And then patients have just one time of having a recovery period, one time of taking medications, et cetera. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Reek, with your best advice about wisdom teeth and and keeping our teeth healthy and our mouths healthy and what you want people to know about wisdom teeth and their removal. Well, yes, exactly. I think it's important that everyone have them evaluated. Uh, Clearly not every individual needs to have them all removed. Uh, There are some individuals where the wisdom teeth erupt and can become functional teeth just like your other teeth. But frequently, there isn't quite enough room, and they can and do cause uh, problems. They're easier to uh, remove when 
patients are younger than when you get to be in your uh, more adult years uh, and can be more difficult at that time. The recovery can be more complicated. So we recommend that patients monitor their uh, oral health with their general dentist at um, at their frequent uh, uh, visits. And then certainly if any uh, pathology or any uh, symptoms are developing with the wisdom teeth, then clearly having a referral and evaluation further is uh, indicated. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Reek. It's great information. People always have questions about wisdom teeth. And if you have questions about your wisdom teeth, you can call 402-327-9400. That's 402-327-9400. Or you can go to NebraskaOralFacialSurgery.com. That's NebraskaOralFacialSurgery.com. This is Brian Health Radio. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.